this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, here from the people of Box Office Breakdown. And because we love you, we're here today to give thanks to all of you by talking about some box office numbers. Let's do it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. Welcome (laughs) to Box Office Breakdown. Of course, this is the show. Where when we're not in a nice food coma, we like to talk about the box office numbers from the weekend that was, and then we prognosticate. Woo! Beautiful, about the weekend that lie ahead. I'm one of your host, Frank Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And hey, how's it going? My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And I'm Amy Cassandra. You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra TV. I did want to touch on something for like two seconds. Well, she's doing a giveaway. Hmm. I am, so make sure you guys are following me. (gasps) Free stuff. Free stuff. It's this. Three free products. Three. One, two, three. And I'm wearing Fly Girl by LipSense. That's what the giveaway is. Basically, you just get free LipSense and two more products. So make sure you guys are following me on Instagram. I know I am. And as always, folks, you Seriously. gotta like us. You don't like want your lipstick to ever fade, Frank. So right? see, no, it's true. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think mine will. Keep no, you have a great some... natural color. Thank you. Brings out everybody. your complexion. Thank you. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, you know what? You, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, give us those five stars on Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and throw a bunch of thumbs up there before you grab your lip sense and start rubbing it all over your mouth. Whoa. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And feel free to... Well uh, there. <laughs> also, hop in the chat and share your thoughts as well. We're going to have the chat up and running. But if you're watching this after we stream live, feel free to... Where can we... Can, 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 Wait, Carrie? can I do it? Oh, I can do it on yes, your screen. Right there. Come <laughs> on, right, right where Kara's pointing. Right down there. This, this Absolutely. just feels inappropriate now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, the fourth member of our panel, the, the lovely, the talented, the always charming... The super cool Neil Plumley is incredibly sick. He's on death's door, everybody. Oh, so stop. Oh, no. Stop. Uh, he's just really sick, guys. So please send it, text him, send him on social media all your well wishes. Much like a, a fairy, he needs those social media messages to kind of bolster him and keep him going. So also do for his dog, uh, Rocky. Yeah, his doggy's really... not feeling good either. Yeah. There you go. Have to say that. But uh, uh, kind of uh, this this show is going to be a little different than usual because it's a kind of quite weak looking ahead. So we won't mm. be doing too much of the, uh, the uh, any box office uh, bets for next week because there's there's nothing to bet on. So oh okay, yes. so we're all winners. Yay! We're all Yay! Winners. Like oh hey, Neil is with us reporting from Death's Door. Oh <laughs> look at that! What's up, Neil? Welcome. Hey. Look at this. So while he can't we can't hear his voice. You'll still be able to read his lovely thoughts. If you're in the live chat. Only. And if you're watching this afterwards, you can still, uh, well, I guess you can go back and. It's the chat, right? Frank, is it? Is it? Is it your, is it your birthday, Frank? Frank? Tanya, some things need to be not discussed. Wait. Stop it. Oh, it doesn't say. Uh, Check his yeah. face. Oh, my. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, great. Look guys. at you, keep y'all secret. Yes. Happy birthday, Justin! Yay! Yay! 
need to dwell on that. So, <laughs> gosh, thank you, everybody, for, wow, uh, for that. Oh, you guys are awesome. I'm not Good a, job, chat. Yeah. Uh, Good Cyrus stocking. We appreciate it. Not a, not a big birthday guy. So, But thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, nonetheless. Well, you know what? What better way to celebrate everything that's happening uh, by talking about some box office numbers from All the right. weekend that was. Sounds great. Coming in at number one, we've got Coco. Coming in for its, mm-hmm. I know it opened up on Wednesday, but we're only going to be talking about its three-day total. I'm loco for Coco. That's right. Woo! So uh, it, uh, $49 million for the three-day total. I believe it was 71 for the five. So so there you go. Uh, we have all seen Coco. I don't know if we have this in our notes for later, but um, it was uh, uh, Frozen was the highest grossing at Thanksgiving time, and then Moana, and now Coco. If you're going to do the Thanksgiving weekend, um, so I think uh, Frozen was at like 95. Uh, Moana is about 70 something. Sorry, I don't have the numbers in front of me, everybody. And then so Coco, that's actually pretty darn good. I'm glad there you go. it came out and number one. You know, I think the person that's most excited about it is Stardew, though, because he, if you've even seen him on Twitter, he has been tooting his own horn that he really nailed that prediction. Ah, yeah, yeah, look at him. Good for you, the crown. Is now yours. Yes, yeah, some people are. Yeah, sorry, we don't have a digital crown for you all, but. I think we're going to work and get your own Snapchat filter where it's just a oh. box <laughs> Do crown it. And you yeah. can go and take a photo of yourself wearing a virtual crown. Although, on Instagram stories or Insta yes. stories, you can put it on yourself. Oh. Kind of. So if you just do. A, a video or a picture of yourself, selfie mode, of course. You can just hashtag put it on box top. office breakdown so we can see yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. There, there you too. go. Yes, uh, wear that virtual crown, Star Drew. Wear it with pride. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Yes. So forty uh, forty nine million. We've all seen it. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think we all have some strong opinions about some of the elements of this. So we'll start off with the one that's probably the most excited to talk mm-hmm. about it. Probably yeah, I am. Which would be Anthony. That's right. <laughs> Which would be Neil Plumley, everybody. We're only going to be quietly sit here as he types in his thoughts. No, on the chat. Anthony, I know. He probably excited. had to. Just puts them in the paragraph. Um, yeah, Anthony Debo. Okay. Uh, okay, so I loved it. Probably one of uh, my top, in my top five favorite movies of the year, for sure. I bawled my eyes out like I never have. Really, with any other movie, because it was so spot on. It was amazing. Even um, just small little things that you kind of just take for granted. Uh, Texture of things and just the way it was so realistic. It was just, ooh, it just hit me right in the heart. And it was beautiful. It was perfect to be able to watch it around this time of the year where you're just so overcome with emotions of like, oh, thank you. I love my family. I want to, you know, just be thankful for everything. And yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish that they would have released it a little bit sooner, closer to day, of, closer to Day of the Dead. But I was wondering about that. Um, I think it was fine though because this feeling of being thankful and wanting to connect with those that have passed should mm-hmm. always kind of be, you know, in our minds. And yeah, I just I think they did a really really good job being of um, like a Hispanic household. Like I said, spot on. And there were things where I'm like. You guys, I started bawling like five mi- five minutes in when they showed a, a grandmother because she was so, like, I mean, I had a great aunt that looked exactly like her, so it was great. It was it was amazing. I, I have really like nothing bad to say. When there was a point in the movie that they took a little turn for something, and I was like, "What? This is stupid. I don't get it." And then there was something else that it was like, "No, no, no. This is happening." And you're like, "Oh, okay, okay. Then I'm okay." 
Um, but yeah, loved it. Loved it. If you haven't seen it, definitely do see it. I cannot say anything bad about it. It was amazing. I, I was going to say, I want Anthony to go next. Go for it, Anthony. You seem so excited. Um, first off, I just want to say I bawled my, my eyes out uh, throughout the film. Um, like, I even did, like, the, the little, <laughs> like, I, I, the, the <laughs> deep, like, crying and breathing at the same time. Oh, my God. Um, but What it, was it that made you cry so much? Um, just, like, every time I put it into perspective, you know, like, what this film meant to so many people, especially mm-hmm. for my culture and especially to me, like, it just... It's such a strong feeling for that. Um, Representation um, matters. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Pixar finally uh, made it made, made this film for an audience that w- that has always been there, but never really in the limelight. Mm-hmm. And I loved it, <laughs> and I loved just how just how elegant yet simplistic it, everything was. Um, I love the uh, the theme, the overall theme of uh, remembering your family and how um, they built a whole narrative around that, um, going off the backbone of a. Uh, what a day of the dead uh, establishes for its like uh for its traditions um uh the music was great as well mm-hmm. i really loved the uh, un poco loco mm-hmm. and, <laughs> yeah. and um just like when he started strumming that guitar it's just so it's so much it's just so much culture culture within a simple act and i just i loved every every second of it <laughs> i gotta say it's 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 up there i love moana but i think i love uh, uh coco a, a lot more than moana I don't know if I shared my love with Moana. I, I have a weird love for Moana. <laughs> and uh, Coco definitely beats that out. Uh, you know, I, I, Jody in the chat uh, says, sorry to keep bringing up this up, guys, but I wanted to see Coco. But the John Lasseter news ruined it. And mm-hmm. I, I know that's coming up a lot in, in media right now where there is a, an actor or a producer or whatnot attached to a, a company or a, a certain production that uh, – Kind of people will kind of step aside and say, mm-hmm. I, you know, I really would not see this production just because of the news that's been coming up with them. So, does uh, does that affect you guys as well? Do you see something coming up? Does that make you not want to see something that is being released because somebody that uh, is attached to it in some fashion? I think it depends on how involved they are with it. Um, I think for Coco, since it is such a film about representation and uh, showing a people, a group, uh, a culture. It's unfortunate that anybody's not going to see it simply because of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be separate in that case. Uh, yeah, it's com- I'd say it's complicated. Probably depends on each particular instance. Mm-hmm. Well, and also because you have a lot of other people that worked really hard on that project mm-hmm. and not giving them the credit of like giving them a shot. You know, watching mm-hmm. it is a little bit unfair just because. People pour their hearts and souls into a project. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Coco's amazing. Just try not to let that skew your yeah. decision to I watch s- it or not. I saw a lot of people on Twitter advocating for that. They're like, don't let this affect your yeah. opinion of it. Go see it anyways. Because it's supporting these kind of films that will help make more of them. Be like, no, box office, box office numbers are good. See, look, these films get people to the theaters. It, we shouldn't not continue making them kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it didn't bug me uh, that much as well because um, I read how involved John Lasseter actually was, and he wasn't that involved, particularly with this film. He has been involved with uh, other films such as Toy Story and like the, the Rise of Pixar, which is a little heartbreaking. It's, it's heartbreaking to hear. Mm-hmm. But um, for those who get the bigger picture of what this film means, um, I don't think it would deter them from watching this film at all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, as Neil says, uh, Lester damaged people's lives. We should let him damage a culture's representation. We shouldn't. <laughs> By that I mean, I go see it. Shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a typo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Because I, uh, I, I know I was talking to a, a friend of mine today uh, just about Fantastic Beasts 2. And uh, she had said, like, you know, I'm not going to see, at least in the theater. Because of Johnny not, Depp? Yeah, Johnny Depp. I'm not going to see that film in the theater. Or like Murder, Murder on the Orient Express. She wasn't going to mm-hmm. see it because Johnny Depp is in it. Uh, spoiler, he's not in it that much. But still, enough that it would be like, no, just still not going to do it. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Niels goes, whoops, typo. <laughs> Hashtag egg face. Yeah. Uh, I saw Coco. I really did enjoy it. I'm not quite the, like, I love it scale, but I totally understand people connecting to it differently. Like, um, I don't know if I necessarily loved Moana more. They're, they're different. They have different ways that can connect to the films. Absolutely visually beautiful. I agree the songs are wonderful. Um, the story is so um, great, heartwarming. Um I didn't cry as much as I thought I would. I was like, oh, I'm going to cry so much going into this movie. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, the Frozen short beforehand is too long, I will say. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the origins of that is it was supposed to be a TV special uh, that ended oh, up now being. Because uh, it's 21 minutes for that. So it's, uh, it is the length of a. It was too long for yeah, a pre-movie short. It was. And for whatever reason, Disney said it. And it, it was either that you know, Disney put a short in front of a Pixar film as opposed to Pixar doing a short. And yeah, I normally love the. I look forward to the creative shorts mm-hmm. beforehand. So this, I was a little bit like, eh. Um, with for me, the Frozen had some elements that were almost more sad at the end um, compared to Coco because it's family and tradition. So then that was in a different way. So, um, but in Coco, it was the yeah, like the. Reprise of Remember Me Later. That was a good, like... Oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I do recommend it, and I, a lot of theaters in my area have been sold out, so I, I'm glad it's mm-hmm. doing well. Yeah, no, it was a good... Uh, I mean, certainly there there are uh, there is a twist in the film where you guys... Which, don't say that! No. I went in, and somebody said that, and I'm waiting for it the whole time, and then, like, there's one other thing, and then that thing, and... Don't say that. Don't say it. Were you guys uh, were you guys caught unaware by the, no. the plot developments? Were yeah, like, no. I was, yeah, I really? T- I yeah, t- totally fell into it. Yeah. yeah, no. Didn't even think. Th- well, yeah. well, I wasn't really thinking too much about it though. But yeah, it was yeah. pretty. It's pretty shocking. My friend looked at me as like seriously, and I was like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, someone told me ahead of time, like, well, there's a twist, and so the whole time I'm like. So it's a twist. Oh, my goodness. And then there, something does happen. I'm like, oh, maybe that's it. And then it's like something else. I'm like, oh, that, yeah, whatever. I don't. I was not surprised. Um, uh, I, j- oh, go ahead. Well, were you surprised? No. No. Uh, yeah, I feel like if you, watch enough, if you watch enough movies with uh, yeah. certain tips, uh, you're like, mm, okay, well, yeah, I'm not getting the full information at some point. So yes. I feel like I'm going to see it at another point. Uh, but yeah. uh, Jonathan Peck there in the chat. Uh, he's curious to see how people, how it's going to do everything with the Lasseter situation will affect Incre- Incredibles two mm-hmm. uh, and the future of Pixar. I, I think Incredibles two. I don't think of that certainly as a Pixar film, but I also think of that more uh, as a Brad Bird production first and foremost. Yeah. Before I even think about John Lasseter. Yeah. So um, for at least me personally, it's not going to affect that at all. I'm, no. I'm I'm all in for Incredibles two. Howell in the chat said, uh, and the colors, lo- yeah, lo- colors are great. Uh, love that about the movie. Definitely agree. Shows short was too long before, and especially like with a two year old. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it's one of those I have nothing against Frozen. It's just one of those, like, this is really long. Uh, especially with the title you already know. Like, it would have been different if this was something brand new, and we'd be like, oh, show me more. I want to know more about this. Um, but if you have family stuff, it's about family, so it's, it's a little sad. 
it, it is just you know it, it's always been nice that but it's with, sweet. with Disney yeah. and Pixar that they've kind of even though they're very compatible they've also been distinct in the sense where Pixar just kind of does Pixar stuff yeah. and Disney does Disney stuff and this is the first time you've seen like them kind of cross together and I don't think the at least this was not as satisfying as it could have been. So Yeah, true. Well, and also because I think a lot of us, well, everyone pretty much, when you go see a movie, you're like, okay, yeah, I know I'm going to get the trailers beforehand for like 20 minutes, and then I'm going to see the movie. So we're like, okay, trailer's cool. Wait, Frozen? Okay. All right. How long is this going to go? Okay, I love Frozen, but let's wrap it up. So I think at that point we're like, oh, come on, just give us, give le- us the movie. I legit had like 40 minutes like of uh, just like pre-showings and also oh. trailers yeah like including oh, yeah. like in total including Olaf's uh, uh, short it was like 40 minutes before the, the, sh- the like the actual Coco started yeah because I was at an AMC and they usually have uh, yep. a lot of trailers like a ridiculous amount but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did your guys' theaters have a lot of cool decorations mine no. did mine had them what? all over the place uh, everywhere no. in mine like everything was cocoa decorated when i'm like this is awesome i was like that's advertising yeah, campaign what, what theater was that i'll tell you guys after i don't need to I'm like this is where i live uh, <laughs> every time. Yeah. I, come on we all hold our tickets with our name our thumbs and stuff over the location but <laughs> but some theaters i think are I, I mean i don't know if this was like actually that i'm curious if it was the local theater initiative to do the decorations or if they were given any because some of them look more like handmade like they had flowers with like little skulls and they had um a whole thing on what day of the dead means they had uh hand cut out cardboards of like skulls and painted them i was like this is really cool uh, just speaking of the uh, Pixar, always kind of really just leaps and bounds in every film. They always have some kind of uh, just ah. advancement there in animation. And there's just this one scene in there at towards the really beginning of the film where you see uh, Miguel's face, and you get up close, and you can just see the wisps of hair. Oh my gosh! On the side yeah. of his face, that was just like just a nice touch. But it was just like man, just so nicely realized. Mm-hmm. Also, at the end, uh, the last fifteen minutes. That's when heavy bawling really started to happen um i heard people around me just like (laughs) and that's really i mean i've been to the movie since my first movie out like in theaters i was four and it was space jam so i've been going to the movies for a long time and i've never heard people sobbing right next to me not even with um inside out not even with space jam you didn't hear people not even with space jam how crazy right (laughs) but i mean i know there's plenty of movies i haven't seen in theaters but yeah that was also a nice experience i think as many people cried at mine ours was pretty full though it was fun having the kids at first i was like oh there's a lot of kids my theater lit up at a certain scene at the very end yeah um where it's like coming to a close but they put someone's uh picture up yeah oh my god you heard everyone just go Oh, like community wide, like the whole theater, just the same reaction. It was, it was really great. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Uh, yeah, everyone's loving the animation, and yeah, how much detail was put into this? Actually, there's yeah. a short. Did you guys have this before yours, where they broke down the um, yes. the yeah. layers? Oh, they have a bit where they break down like just the city, the first city shot, how many layers are in that, and how they made it. I'm like, wow, it's, it's uh, so much cool. detail. Ugh. Surprisingly, so. other films 
came out this or I actually were at the box office this weekend. Yes. Nothing really came out, but we're there, including Justice League. I saw that. Again from Warner Brothers. Uh dropped fifty six point six percent, making uh forty point seven million dollars over the weekend. So yes, Carrie Lane and I just saw Justice League. Yeah. I had a I I went and saw I rented uh Batman versus Superman as well. Watched that early this afternoon and uh went over Justice League. And the funny thing is the first theater I went to, they were sold out of Justice League. It was a smaller theater, but still I was like Like it sat like five people. No, no. <laughs> but it's not with a big, big one. So I was like, Oh crap. So then I drove ten minutes to another theater and saw it was able to get into that one. I'm like, What seats do you have available? And I'm like all right, those are good. I'll take that. Um, I I didn't hate Batman vs Superman. Everyone's just like, oh my gosh, it's so bad. I'm like, that's fine. It's fun. Um, it is it is long, but I wasn't. Mm. I, the only thing I'm really annoyed about how like Batman and Superman when they have their first confrontation, Superman tells him like the reasoning once of like, hey, I'm here because of this is happening, and never brings up the point till like the end of the fight. And I'm like, they're words. They help you communicate. I would have said it, like, a few more times. Be like, Batman, no, you need to listen to me. Like, this is what's going on. <laughs> so that was just really dumb. I'm like, oh, guys, they just have to do a fist fight. They're not going to use words to communicate. I was just so annoyed with that. That was dumb. Um, and then Justice League, I did like it. I saw many of your wonderful and colorful comments from last week's video. And so now I'm happy to say I did see it, and I did like it. I like Justice League, so one person on this panel was excited about it. Did I forget you were you were in the middle. It was very much of a meh movie. Meh. Okay, I liked it. So out of our four, we got one at least, guys. I know a lot of you were very upset. Uh, <laughs> lots hey, of faces. I, uh, yeah. Um, yes, uh, someone said, Martha, I did see a joke about that ahead of time, and then I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Neil, you had a lot of complaints, though. Neil's like, I liked it, but Neil had a lot of complaints. You did it. You did. You did. You broke it down. Um, but with having everyone's complaints going into it, I had those thinking about it, and then I was like, eh. There's only really one booty shot with Wonder Woman that I was like, well, that was kind of unnecessary. Is when she's fighting in, like, the parliament, and she, like, skids across the floor. And I remember her having more, like, booty shorts, not, like, bikini bottom so then it was like definitely like cheeks so i was like oh okay uh the other shots was purely the camera was low so whatever i can uh whatever and then people were defending they're like well wait what about all the guys shirtless there's a scene later with a character who i'm like i guess it's been out long enough but whatever um no actually i really like jesse eisenberg as lex luthor he was so weird and i like that though he was so bizarre, and I was like, I like the commitment to how weird he is. I know, I know, but I was like, he's a weirdo. Um, okay, guys, it's been out for a little while. Surprise, Superman comes back. He's on the posters. But um, the scene where he comes back, I was like, so he had a shirt and a blazer and pants, and suddenly, magically, the shirt and blazer, so two layers disappear, but he just has pants on. That felt unnecessary of, like, why do we have his shirt off right now? I'd want the pants off, too, then, of, like, it made no sense that you got rid of two layers, but the one layer stayed. Convenient, is what I would say. So he but, should have been just doing that scene, like, in his in his boxers or his... I, I would have wanted just the shirt, and the shirt and the pants would have been fine. Like, it was weird to have just the pants and have him randomly shirtless. Like, Aquaman shirtless going in the water, that's fine. Like, he's it's the items, because he takes off a jacket and, you know, another layer, fine, whatever. But, yeah, Superman later, I'm like, why is he shirtless right now? It felt like that was a fanfare for people who want to see that. But otherwise, yes, I thought it was fun. Yeah, the bad guy being totally CGI was like, meh. Mm. Like, his face didn't move right enough. Uh, The Flash, so funny. He's hilarious. 
Um, <laughs> he was so funny. <laughs> uh, a lot of people were hating Eisenberg as Lex. I know, but yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, the I don't necessarily think what? the booty shots is unnoticeable. No, it, I noticed because there's a moment. Um, yeah, someone's like, if he was full naked. No, but it just doesn't make sense. They're like, wait, a jacket and a shirt are gone, but the pants stayed. It's like two layers. T- anyways, uh, for people listening, I did a whatever gesture. Uh, yeah, Flash was super funny. Um, Cyborg was fine. I... He doesn't necessarily get a whole lot, but I thought he was interesting. I was fine with him. Like he can't be a badass right away. He's still learning. That's mm, fine. I remember. <laughs> uh, but it's like no. I mean, it, it, in Carrie's defense, it has been scientifically proven that uh, shirts and jackets are the least reliable articles. of Apparently, clothing. yes. Oh, your okay. pants will stay. Yeah, but so, yes. your blazer yeah. and your shirt. Um, the uh, CGI on his lip wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Hmm. Uh, but I was staring at that. Um, yeah, the shirt should have been there and just tattered. Like, it was weird to be there. Uh, what else? The, uh, I do agree uh, with uh, Holly, uh, Howell's Hollywood Review. That? That I re- really hope so we get another Man of Steel movie. Cavill is such a great Superman. I do like him as Superman. He's great. He's better when he gets more fun stuff to play like he did, at least in, in the, the brief amount that he's in Justice League. So I would love to see another Man of Steel movie kind of following <laughs> up in that direction. That'd be great to see. And hey, everybody can have reactions to what I'm saying, so it's absolutely fine true. if she's making faces. Doesn't have to agree with me. Um, then what was <laughs> it? Um, the okay. So then we had the discussion, and then sorry, some of this we talked about last week. But if some of you missed it, the Amazons having the midriff. Um, there was a scene where they're um, showing strength, and it's like, damn, these women have abs. And I was like, all I could think of was like, they look so strong and powerful. So I didn't care that it was a midriff, but then there is a battle scene, and I'd say 90% of the women have full, and so it was weird to have the midriff that I'm like, well, if you're all ready for battle at all times, why? Okay, fine. Like, you get the one shot of them looking strong, because they all have, like, their eight packs kind of thing, as they're like, rah, holding stuff. But other than that, I'm like, eh, whatever, and it is kind of short. Um, wasn't almost, oh, like... Wasn't I almost naked Karen just No. Um, <laughs> super, Superman is probably the most... No, their <laughs> the abs looked real, man. As they, like, you could see the flex of as they're doing things. Whatever. Anyway, I thought it was really fun. Uh, I don't understand all the hating on it. I do, yeah, the villain is kind of weak. Also, you don't really know enough about him, so it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I am evil, destroy stuff. Like, that's the only thing you get. So you're like, all right. Uh, interaction between characters super fun so enough that I, I enjoyed it it was All cool right. I definitely thought it was fun uh, coming to number three at the box office we yes Amy oh no she I'm saw excited. this one so she's I did right. I'm, I'm excited right. we've got Wonder from Lionsgate 22.3 million dollars there uh, holding up really strong only had a 19% drop from uh, its first week my and, mom uh, saw it and liked it um, Amy's seen it anyway we'll pass on to number four at <laughs> our box office yes <laughs> What I have to say about it is that it was wonderful. Uh, just for you guys. Yeah, it was it was nice. I at the end it did feel like the last act felt like it dragged a little bit. I did cry. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Um Adelia says wonder is maze balls. Yeah. It was really nice and I I love these kinds of movies around this time of the year where you just feel like you 
you learn more about yourself and life and just appreciate things more because people have it way harder than than we do and I don't know it's one of those movies that it's it's good to watch like if you've seen all the other movies go watch this one or if you want something that's like a little bit of a breath of fresh air also watch this one it made me realize that I really miss Julia Roberts and um Owen Wilson and Julia Roberts together actually kind of work it's, it's not as weird. There is something that happens in the movie that I still cannot get over. There was no point to it. You will see when you see it what I'm talking about. It, about. Um, but it's still, it's, it's worth watching. Um, it, was, it was really sweet. The, um, well, what could I, the cosmetic things that they did to Jacob Tremblay, the... Um, what is I'm forgetting yeah, prosthetics? Yeah, prosthetics. There we go. They're actually really good, and he did a good job acting through that because mm. he's a kid, and so he's really only able to act through his eyes and then his mouth because, I mean, all of this is just covered up. I'm covering mm-hmm. up my face podcast, guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he did really well, and then the, the rest of the cast, the kids were great, and his sister was really sweet. She actually reminded me of my cousin, so I was like, oh, my God, this is really nice. And, yeah, it was really, really nice. Definitely worth watching. And, yeah, if you guys in the chat have seen it, let us know Most what you think. Most people liked it. Yeah, Amazeballs, yep. I want to know by Zias, not, one, uh, not uh, uh, per wonder, but uh, how was the star? Oh, yeah. Said they saw a star. Whoa. How Interesting. Was that? Oh, okay. Adelia said, Julia Roberts was so great in wonder. I know what you were talking about in the movie. Mm. Right? Okay. And in, and it was thematic with that what the family was going through. Yeah, but was it really necessary? Like, I cried. I cried How a little Hollywood too much. Said it didn't need to be there. Thank you. I agree. But I mean, hey, they got more tears out of me. So if that's what they wanted, they got them. And even at the end with Julia Roberts, the way that she looks at Augie, the main character, it just it reminded me of my mom a lot. And I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, so. Lots of crying at theaters, but lots of learning and just enjoying myself. Oh, very it's nice. great. It's yeah. great. Thanks, Zayas, for the port. Star Star was okay. I mean, your typical animated film, you take your kids to watch. Okay. Oof. That's what I expected. I'm like, it looks like cute. Yeah. Um, Zayas is already better man than I am. Later. I would not take a kid to watch that movie. You're better than me, Zayas. You're better. <laughs> I did realize because uh, Wonder was sold out when I went to, oh, um, oh The Cursed Child. Really? Somebody um, uh, in the chat says, weirdly enough, that one of the writers from Wonder wrote The Cursed Child. Uh, Johnson. Cool. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I was noticing that Wonder was sold out. It was like 720. Yeah. So I went at... <laughs> Wait, this is important because I have, I have all the stuff. She's keeping on my, the tickets. It's cute. On my phone. Um, whatever. It was late. Oh, 1035. So it's worth a watch because people were obviously, you know, packing the theaters hmm. for it. And... Um, what was it? So it was Wonder was selling out, Coco was selling out. There weren't that many showings of Justice League, but I think maybe one of those was sold out. But mm-hmm. lots of Coco yep. showings for sure. Uh, jumping ahead, uh, mm-hmm. number five this week was Daddy's Home 2. And Zayas said uh, that he also saw Daddy's Home 2 and, and can see why people hated it, but laughed most of the time. Well, that's our fifth on the list. Yeah, thirteen point two million. Uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's just about like the weekend that, that when I saw it, it's just like the Will Ferrell, just uh, the, the blundering guy that just kind of gets into these accidents constantly. Just a little oh, that no. went a long way with me. 
but to number four before that, though, Thor Ragnarok, another $16.79 million that it added to it. So uh, doing very well for itself. Uh, now, internationally, guys, uh, justly, it crossed $300 million at the international box office, uh, basically getting up to $309.8 million after two weeks. This was a uh, uh, this of course seventy two point two million session was down from sixty one percent from its opening weekend. Uh, it was playing in uh, about uh, thirty one thousand four hundred fifty screens in sixty six markets, and combined with domestic, it now has a worldwide total of four hundred eighty one point three million dollars. Uh, so uh, now we also have Coco. Of course, that's been uh, strumming all around Mexico for a couple of weeks, becoming the biggest movie there ever. But it also opened up here this week in the U.S., as well as in China, Russia, and elsewhere. And in China, it uh, estimated an $18.2 million opening for the second highest launch ever for a Disney and wow. or Pixar animated title, coming behind only Zootopia, March uh, oh, la- of Zootopia. last year. So there, the total this weekend was $30.7 million in 22 markets for an international total of $82.2 million and a worldwide total of $153.4 million. And as I mentioned briefly, Thor Ragnarok, it's uh, crossed over $500 million at the overseas box office and passed Guardians of the Galaxy to become the number seven global release mm. ever for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The weekend was what? worth $11 million in 56 markets for an offshore total of $512.6 million and a worldwide total of $790.1 million. And Murder on the Orient Express cra- tracked over $100 million and Paramount's <laughs> Daddy's Home 2 Came, uh, it actually came to, uh, to be number one in the UK market. Hmm. Wow. Look at that. Come on, Brits. You're better than that. You, guys, you, have, you have much better comedy out there than Daddy's Home too. Come on. Uh, but yeah, that was our uh, the international news for that. Uh, now, we had a lovely moment there where Amy Cassander talked all about Julia Roberts and Wonder, but she also saw another Julia Roberts film this past weekend to share her thoughts about. Mm-hmm. So a little for a little retro movie moment, Amy Cassandra, what have you seen? I finally saw Larry Crown. So <laughs> finally, finally, oh, where have you been? I know. I've never seen it. So here's the thing, and I kind of felt the same thing with Wonder, where I was like, "Eh, I'm not sure how much I'm going to like it." And I love when movies like that surprise you. Mm. So Larry Crown, I really only wanted to watch it because of Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. Who doesn't, right? Uh, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie shrugged at that. They're like, meh, sure. yes. No. I mean, ooh, all right. Got <laughs> <laughs> to get a reaction from that. Um, yeah. Is there, can you think of a Car- uh, Tom Hanks film that you've came back kind of like that you've not really enjoyed him in? Uh, not off the top of my head. Of well, I think, I think generally I've enjoyed them, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, bestest ever. There's the one Coen's brother movie that he did where some people kind of. I like, actually yeah. like well, Lady Killers. I yes. know you were like, eh, but I remember liking that one. Okay. I mean, it's been so long that I couldn't tell you. Like, I just remember not hating it. Got it. Like, yeah. All right. See, it's anyways. It's one of well, two of my life's goals are okay. to watch all Tom Hanks movies and all Meryl Streep movies. <laughs> that, so that's one of your life's. Okay. Life, yeah, I mean, Maybe. there's a lot of goals, guys. There's Maybe. a lot, but not that many movies. You'll get it pretty quick. Hanks and the Terminal. <laughs> terminal was good too. Oh, the Terminal. The Terminal. Okay. Getting back on track. Yes, Larry Crown was very sweet. It was. Um, it's interesting to see Tom Hanks with different hair. <laughs> so it was a little weird. And then 
not halfway, but a fourth of the way into the movie, he gets a haircut. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. His outfits change. He becomes a little more stylish. Mm-hmm. And it's really just about going back to school and doing more with his life, which is really cool. And it's been out for a while, guys. So if you haven't seen it, make sure to watch it. It's on Netflix. Do you feel like he's like one but, of those actors that – I feel like – I don't know if this is true, but one? it seems like he's one of the actors that in a lot of his films, attention will be paid to his hair. Because in terms of I, I was thinking like for the original uh, the Da Vinci Divin- film, oh. people talked about the hair. That was all. It was all about the hair in that I movie. I mean, it's, well, my problem with Da Vinci Code is I, uh, I read the book and I was like, mm, I pictured someone a little more Harrison Forty Indiana Jones looking because hmm. he's supposed to be very handsome. He's described. Or at what least are he, you trying to say? Yeah, ha- Tom Hanks is handsome. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but he's not like. Like, dang. He's not yeah. right away. I'd say Harrison Ford is more. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the character, but he is charming, and that character is supposed to be very charming that he's able to get ahead in a lot of things because he's able to, you know, uh, use his looks or how he is. Uh, so that was one where I was like, eh, but it wasn't his hair that I was like, meh. Yeah, I mean. There it is. I'm looking up. I'm like, which one is oh, yeah. Larry Crown? 2011 is when it came out. It's been a while. Now, the movie's eh, fine, but then yeah. at the end, the end where it takes that bonkers left turn for like the credits where they hop the, on the scooter Lord, together. Oh. That's that, the picture for I the credits. That is just it. so, it is so weird. I'm like, what is this? No, but see, the biggest thing of the movie is that they go, um, in, they drive around in Burbank, and I go through Burbank like every single day. And they pass by Frank's restaurant. I didn't know you had a restaurant. Named after me. Yeah. Yep. And so my biggest thing was like, oh my god, I pass by that place all the time. I have to go and stop. And and I did the next day when in and in the movie it's like a big deal. He talks about well in one of the classes. So it's Julie Roberts. She's talking about um, like speeches. So that's what they do in that class. It's a speech class and. You see them from the beginning to the end of the course. They just, they speak so eloquently at the end that I'm like, ah, I wish I could take her class. But yeah, so then he's talking, Tom Hanks is talking about French toast. So it's a big deal in the movie. And I got French toast. It was pretty good. Uh, But I just, I wanted to be at Frank's restaurant because I was like, hey, it's like Tom Hanks and Julie Roberts. Whatever, I'm a nerd. But it was really And where did you make sure you sat while you were at Frank's restaurant? Um, Exactly where Julia Roberts sat in the movie. It's like she was right here. Just know, guys, if you live in the Burbank area or really anywhere in L.A. and you want to go and visit, know that they close at 3. I did not look So they beforehand. have breakfast, lunch place. Yeah. What time did you get there? Mm. Like 2.55? Or uh, just a big joke, it's a brunch place. No? Oh, that was so <laughs> funny in the movie, too. I know. The brunch is, like, it's brunch. Yeah, that, that somebody was so, like, confused about the concept of brunch was amazing to me. Oh, yeah. And, and it, it mattered, like, now, like, who's confused by what brunch is? It's funny. Is it mm. Flash Day? Because I don't remember. Then I have Lunner a lot, too, or, you know, it's oh, like lunch, dinner. dinner. I thought it was Lunner. Lunner? One of those. Lunner, one of those. <laughs> anyway. No, I, he makes very good points about brunch, and so I thought that was funny. Apparently, you haven't waited an hour to go to brunch. Hmm, well, or haven't gone to brunch enough. That's right. I guess I haven't gone to brunch in the longest time. Brunch so. is fun. Um, we need to do it. We'll do a box office breakdown um, brunch. Brunch. All right. B-O-B Bottomless brunch. mimosas. Come on, guys. Mm. <laughs> you didn't even bring that up. That's funny to joke about. Anyway. I want brunch now. But yeah. Linner. Li- yeah. Linner. Yeah. Linner. But Liner. yeah. Larry Crown worth a watch okay. on Netflix. Watch and then um, have French toast or something. All right. But yeah. I'm a fan. It was good. 
Okay. Uh, so, of course, folks, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, there aren't any new uh, releases coming up this week. We're, uh, we're box office bet free. We'll be back, well, of course, next week with our regular scheduled bet. But what we'll do in the meantime is at least we'll do our, our uh, top five predictions for next week. Uh, nothing new joining the ranks, so we just basically have our five as they are right now. So does that mean you guys, Neil and Amy, win for Coco predictions? Because you guys both said seventy nine, and it was like closer to seventy five. Well, that means the four. Well, you said it was the, three... the five day, four day. Yeah. But that means you guys won because you were the lowest bet. There you go. Frank and I went very high. Yay! Fist, fist bump. Look at that, Neil and Amy, the winners of the box office bet. Uh, we'll be back, Ooh. of course, in two weeks to find out who the winner of the next Bex Office bet will be. But in the meantime, we'll do our little quick recap of what we think the next top uh, next week's top five will be. Again, we've got Coco, Justice League, Wonder, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, and Daddy's <laughs> Home Do. Uh, but nothing's coming out. Nothing in the, nothing's coming out. No, so no. it's a quiet week. So look at that. Uh, you know, people are just uh, taking a little nap. I think even it's the studios. Stay the same. Ditto. I think it's just going to stay the same. Yeah, I can't. Uh, well, mm-hmm. uh, want more people I, to see Wonder. Uh, it would be interesting because Wonder's got a, it has a low drop off. Uh, it's, it's got some nice staying power. Ken Jack says same. Could you see an instance where Justice League drops and Wonder holds a little higher, and Justice League slips underneath Wonder? Maybe just because Justice League's been out long enough. Um, Hollywood Howl agrees. We'll stay put. I'm gonna say it stays the same. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate then and say that Justice League and Wonder Switch just because there sure, were a lot of do it. sold out showings of Wonder. Not that and Justice League's Justice already League. been out for a while. Yeah. All right. It, uh, yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Amy. Just like, hey, it'd be nice to see if Wonder can just uh, be the little movie that could. Why I'm going to say the so same. Zaya says the same. There's a few of you guys in the chat. Yeah. No, I, I could usually see it saying the same, but, you know, just the, hey. the optimist in me would love to see Wonder. Sure. Just, you know, Augie would like that. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for uh, this week on Box Office Breakdown. Look at that. Uh, sorry, it was uh, not a little, tr- a, little uh, a little weird truncated version of the show. Just no, we, it's all know, good. We hey, talked just, about yes. movies. Some of you who are freaking out about Justice League opinions last week, don't worry. We had you this week. Hope you feel better. <laughs> and I'm only saying that because there were some of you that I'm like, calm down. Hey, what are some calm movies? Calm down. What are some movies you guys are looking forward to uh, watching? <gasps> uh, the Greatest Show on Earth. Jedi. Oh, really? I was looking. <laughs> I, was looking I was looking to watch uh, Lady Bird and uh, Call Me by Your Name. Uh, People up. are talking about that in the chat and room. Also, The Shape of Water. I'm so. Yes. Yeah, oh, Shape so of Water. Oh, um, um, Wrinkle in Time. I uh, actually just mm. went and got the book for that. I'm okay. Come on, Greatest Show on Earth Frank? looks fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Frank? I mean, I guess I'll go. I'll go Last Jedi. Yeah, but I'm not like I'm not as I'm crazy not about that out. as I was probably with Force Awakens. Right, but Why? I, you know, I well, it's, I mean, I feel like I, I'm. I mean, I'm trusting Ryan Johnson. The fact that they gave him his own trilogy to work on after this speaks highly for what yeah. Lucasfilm thinks yeah. about the movie. But I'm also feel like, well, I just need to see the movie because I feel like Force Awakens. I was so jazzed, and it basically just got like a retread of A New Hope. So yeah. I'm kind of like it, kind of like eh, all right. I'll just wait. I expect to go into Last Jedi maybe going to be blown away because it's going to be better than what I'm expecting it to be. Which um, I mean, Ryan Johnson has said it's not just a retread. It is we're pushing the story forward. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, Anthony, what was the one that was quiet? The new trailer for that one where people aren't talking. Oh, a quiet <gasps> place. That looks With good. John Krasinski and uh, Emily Blunt, I believe. That looks exciting. It looks like a new like horror thriller, yes. kind of like a um, it came at night kind of feel to it as well. Have you guys ever? Have you guys caught that this year? 
It came at night. It was pretty. It looks like the similar, mm-hmm. very similar vibes. Similar vibe. Uh, a, a family in the woods hiding yeah. from something that we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and why they don't just leave? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, in this one, it looks like dangerous. there's like they're like three clawed, uh, three clawed creatures that sound very mm-hmm. vicious and animalistic. While in a quiet, a quiet place, it was a uh, some sort of virus that was contaminating the earth, and so they had to stay outside of major populations in order to survive. Um, definitely a, a movie I'm personally looking forward to as a horror fan. But more than anything, really, The Shape of Water has taken my heart <laughs> um, over Star Wars, to believe it or not. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm more looking forward to Guillermo del Toro because I personally love him and he's a huge inspiration to me. Did anybody see the Roman J. Israel? No. I did not see it. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hollywood, uh, how was Hollywood Review saw it? I know he liked, and liked it. I don't know. I've heard very, various different things on it. You know, another one, Jonathan Peck, reminded me of it, uh, The Post. It, a lot of people oh, are yeah. talking about that. That, may, that may actually might be interesting. Well, of course, it's got your, your two together in one film. And Steven Spielberg. My cat is named after Steven Spielberg. That's so. going to be an easy film for you to... You know, easy. You're people not are excited two. for Disaster Artist. Oh, True. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Down... Which one? Downsized or downsizing? Downsizing. That Maybe really that trailer looks for. interesting. Yeah, it does. Dun, 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 dun. I'm dun. curious. Yeah, Matt Damon needs to win after uh, Suburbicon. So. Well, this one looks really. It's the trailer for downsizing. I'm like, this looks really weird and quirky, and it's <laughs> yeah. totally gonna work, or it's not. It's yeah, gonna be exactly. one of those movies where you're gonna be like, yes, or it's definitely yeah. like a existential, uh, philosoph- like philosophical kind of thing. Yeah. Movie. Uh, Adelia in the chat says Roman J. Israel is a great character. I wish he had it. He was in a slightly better edited, so the editing didn't like that in the movie as much. Mm-hmm. Also, if you guys weren't thinking about it, I would highly recommend uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Everybody was talking so about that one, too. Good. It's really good. I could see it as a Oscar contender, no doubt about it. Yeah, I need to get to Austin my like little theater, because some of these, I'm like, they're not at my bigger mm-hmm. theaters, but they'll be at the smaller ones. The joys of having a movie pass. I know. Mm-hmm. And you know it's kind of cool? You can go back and look at what you've used it on already. So you can oh, kind of really? be like, am I getting my money value? And yes, you are. <laughs> Though, um, warning, just so you guys know, because definitely not sponsored by MoviePass or anything, but I'll let you know, went today. So if you check into your movie, so I was there, check in, and it goes sold out. If you leave your check-in page, it is very difficult to get back to it or nearly impossible to get back to it. That uh, We had to like contact them and be like, I need to cancel it to go to a different theater. So if you're at a movie theater and you have movie pass, go to your check-in page, leave it on that red screen check-in page until you pay for it. Cuz yeah. it's you can't if you leave that page, you can't cancel it. There's not really a button to be like change. Yeah. Well, at the bottom if so I've checked in in the past and then No, but if that if that screen goes away, you yeah. can't go back to it. Yeah. And the, but you can go at the bottom. Say, yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I mean. Leave yeah. that page open. Like Hit that yeah. right away. You, if you're right there, there, leave that page open, and yeah. then there's a little button that's like a refresh and change. But just forewarning, don't leave the like red screen if you mm-hmm. are changing for any reason at your theater. Uh, just so y'all know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. But we'll be back next week, hopefully Neil Plumley, uh, His life-crippling illness <laughs> will have it. left his body, Stop. and he'll be back here in person so we can see his face in addition to reading his lovely words. But uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Throw in a bunch of thumbs while you're there. And, of course, if you're watching the show after we stream live, feel free to comment down below right there where Carolyn's pointing. <laughs> Carolyn, what is a question you'd like them to answer in the comments? Uh, oh, favorite Thanksgiving food since we just had Thanksgiving. I know it's, you know, we do movie ones. But this time, favorite Thanksgiving food, one item. 
That's pick it. Pick one. Yeah. Just pick it, one. I feel like that's aimed at Star Drew. Just pick uh, one, one food. Don't give unless it two. it's a combo. <laughs> like if it's turkey and cranberry sauce, that's a pass. That's okay. Oh, gotcha. Oh. So that, like mashed potatoes and, and gravy. gravy. That's okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Uh, and folks, if you want to continue the conversation with mm-hmm. us even after the show's over, Amy, Cassandra, where can they find you? On all social media, you guys can find me at Amy Cassandra TV. And don't forget to enter my giveaway. Free stuff, guys. Free lip sense, guys. Hey. Like, it's free, so you can get your free. your lady friend or whoever, really. If you want to wear it, gift. too. No judgment. It's I, totally free, yeah. guys. guys. And it lasts yeah. forever. Yeah. So I'm wearing Fly Girl right now. Just to let you guys know. And I will start to watch all holiday movies. So if you have any recommendations, please tweet them at me or just, I don't know, comment on my Instagram post or something. Uh, My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Uh, yeah, folks, don't even bother entering Amy Cassandra's contest. I'm going to win you. it. I'm going to win it. Oh, wow. So, no, no, guys, it's no, on please me. enter. Boom, it's on me. It's on <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, are you going to be starting with Silent Night, Deadly Night for your Hollywood sure. movie? Watch them. All right. Sure. We got some horror ones. We'll tell you about. I will watch yeah, whatever Christmas I can. Ones. All right. Yeah, I'm All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackie. We'll see you back here next Sunday night for another episode of Box Office Breakdown. Until then, go see a bunch of movies, folks. Wonder. Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.